Hey guys, Rick's here. So for those of you who listen to us, as I'm sure you know, we haven't posted in a bit. Thanks for sticking with us and listening now as we're resuming our episodes. Life can get a little bit crazy at times, and while this episode was recorded many weeks ago, Victor and I are getting back to it and we'll fill you in on all the fun details that we've experienced in the past couple of weeks. But we want to close out this year with some joy and fun. So with that, let's get back to the journey that is our stream of thought. And with that, on to episode number 225. Welcome back to Stream of Thought. This is episode number 225, and we start things off by talking about the issues I've been having with the city of Los Angeles in regards to parking tickets. It has been an absolute nightmare. And the saying is true, you can't fight City Hall. More details to come. Or can you? Because I share a story about a meeting that I had with a power player in New Jersey, one of the most powerful individuals who I cannot name, and yet has the opportunity to give me something beyond my wildest dreams. What are the costs? Victor and I discussed. So with that being said, episode number 225 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Okay, so everyone knows what's going on right now. I am about 15 minutes late to the podcast. Uh, I spoke to Ricks ahead of time. We were talking on FaceTime. He told me exactly when he'd be ready. I told him I am at home. I am ready. I have everything good to go. I get the invite, the Zoom invite. I click on the Zoom invite. I click on the let me, you know, enter the room or whatever. And then it's just waiting for Father Ricks. And I'm staying there by the door for a second or two. And the reason I need to leave is because my headphones are in the car. My backpack was in my car. And I'm, I'm sitting here waiting, right? And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, should I wait for Ricks? Oh, no. I'm just, it'll be two minutes. I'll be right outside. I'll, you know, be in and out. And I almost grabbed my phone. I was like, oh, what if I just text him real quick? But my phone is charging. And I'm like, fuck it, man. I got to let my charge. I got to let my phone charge. And so I go outside to grab my headphones from my backpack that's in my car. I run into my property manager. <laughs> I'm always, whenever I see him, we're always talking for like at least 15 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes or an hour. We just talk, shoot the shit. Anyway, <laughs> I saw him the second I went outside. I was like, well, this is going to be on me. And one thing <laughs> led to another. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking, and here I am. Well, I'm I'm glad you finished your poop. <laughs> and, and Ricks, you're just patiently, patiently waiting, sitting just, so still. Just 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 look at looking at looking at a blank screen, being like, when's he gonna show up? I don't know. This is a mystery. This is um gonna be an. Adventure. But when did you let me in the room? Immediately me... after, immediately? within thirty okay. seconds. Okay. And you only waited stood for here. two seconds to walk out yeah, the room. Yeah, I literally, man. yeah, because when I was clicking on the link, I was already thinking about this, like, oh, I need to go outside. And I click on it, and then it says, you wait for a second, right? You got to wait for like a, a minute or 30 seconds, and then the window comes up and says, do you want to join with your video or audio or whatever? So then I clicked yes, and then I was about to... And then, oh, wait, no, because then it's loading. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it was like, Father Ricks will let you in the room. I'm like, shit. And I stood here there for another 10 seconds. And then I just went out the door. As if my day wasn't long enough already. 
I'm outside. I'm like, fuck, Rick's is not going to like this. I had some, I had some important questions for him that I can talk to you about here on the podcast. Okay, go for it. Continue, continue with no, this, no, or? no, please. I, <laughs> okay, I am, okay. I'm curious, curious to hear your, right. uh, your, your excuses. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> no matter how you try and frame it, it's an excuse. No matter how great it is. That's the thing with excuses. The worst of the worst and the best of the best. At the end of the day, they're all, they're all the same just class. excuses. They're yep. all excuses. Uh, <laughs> so, go, so go on, entertain me with your stories. Right. Okay, so here's here's why I was at, I was uh, talking. I live in Los Angeles, California, and <laughs> out here there are just tickets being issued left and right. Uh, moving violations. Boom, 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 boom. Red zone ticket blocking the sidewalk. Ticket. No uh, display tags. Ticket. No license plate. Ticket. 30% in the red zone. Ticket. 20% in the red zone. Ticket. 40% in the... Ticket. <laughs> like, so for example, like, the, uh, they tell you the amounts too. Like, parking in a red zone, one thing. 50% in the red zone is another amount. 30% in the red zone. I'm like, holy shit. Even the smallest of the red zones, technically, because every once in a while, you will see a red zone that's one foot in length or, you know, maybe a foot and a half or something because it's right next to a driveway and the people coming out of that driveway, regardless of wherever it is or whatever, need just that little bit of extra space so that they can look over in case there's a car parked, right? You can't be too close, otherwise you block the vision of the driver. No, sir. like, are these automated tickets or are these... Like no, there look. are people that walk around. There are people that drive around in their little oh smart God. cars, oh, their little geez. electric fucking smart cars with the orange lights. And because I live right off of Hollywood Boulevard, they are everywhere. They are even, so first. They are everywhere to begin with. All right, let's just let me just begin the episode with that preface. There is a spot by where I live that says no parking, tow away. The usual site parking zone for taxi or sightseeing buses. Because it's right off of Hollywood Boulevard. And so from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Sunday is all day. You can park there. It doesn't matter. Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. You are not allowed to park there. It's only for tour buses and like uh, Uber or taxi or whatever. And then after 6 p.m., anybody can park there. You don't need a permit for my street. Anyone can park there after 6 p.m. I'd gotten a ticket uh, twice. This is last year. They're like last year or the year before. I'm telling you about the first time this happened in this area in general. So I had gotten a ticket, and I was like, what the fuck? This was written at, you know, whatever it was, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. This is invalid. So I take the photos of the signs and you can see where it was. Cause if you can't get the street sign in it or whatever, like you have to have some visual thing. I took the pictures. I send the stuff in, they mail me back. No, uh, the ticket is valid. The evidence is insufficient. And so I'm like, what the fuck? And so I appeal 
But before you do that, or I'm sorry, you like contest and then you get request a hearing or whatever. But to request the hearing, you have to pay the ticket. And I submitted the same photos, pretty much said the same statement, unless there was just some type of technicality, like one thing that wasn't in the photograph or something weird like that. Because I took the same, I, I took different photographs. These were two different times, but they were the same angles. I just went out two different times. And then they were like, oh, no, the ticket is valid. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So then I had to go downtown to the courthouse. Luckily, I could take the subway straight there and didn't have to deal with traffic or anything. Go to the courthouse, pay $25 to fill out the paperwork and submit it. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. They mail me back. And this, by the way, isn't like I mail them one week, they mail me back the next. This is months of time by now, right? And so from beginning to end, this is, this is a few months that have gone by. And so they mail me back saying, um, oh, we're sorry, you're correct. We'll mail you a check for $93 for the price that you had to pay. Guess when I got the check? Like another three months after that. And so, but get this, the second time that happened, so that the first and second time, the first and second alleged offenses happened one week after another. There was one week, the park, I got a ticket. And then the very next week I got the same ticket. However, it was on a Sunday and I'm like, it bitch, it says except Sunday. And I did not follow through with the second ticket because by then I, and and by the way, too, when I got these tickets, cause they were back to back, I'm combating two different t- tickets also mentally. So like I'm doing the fucking step one of one ticket, step one of the other, I get step two of the next ticket. Then I'm trying to go to step three and right. And so the second ticket, I didn't even fucking bother with like the second step or the third step. I paid it. I think I heard, I, you know what happened? Actually, I paid it. The second step, they were like, nope, you got to do this all over again. The $25 fucking app. It's like, I already fucking did that. And I'm waiting on a check from you motherfuckers. I'm not, and it's like, I'm not doing that again. Take that, take that ticket for you guys. This story's not over. Oh God. So fast forward. That was around the time that I first lived here, like the first year or something. And now this just happened the last month where it happened again. Boom, boom ticket for um parking there during the whatever during the hours and it's like no this ticket was issued after the hours this ticket was this second ticket was also issued at like 11 o'clock at night so no this is invest so what do i do i do the whole thing all over again this time I got to go out there and take fresh photos because i deleted the photos <laughs> i was like do i need this again uh i think i'm good and I've already been through it once, so I I'm I make sure these photos are good. I am succinct and to the point. And what happens on the third ticket? Contested, boom. You know you are correct. This you are correct, and that you don't have to pay this ticket. It's been waived. I'm like thank goodness for that. Second ticket, contested. Uh, no, the ev- uh, blah 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 yada yada yada. Not enough evidence, or this ticket is valid. I sent you the same photos. And said the same thing. So now I did the hearing. So I have to pay the ticket. I send in the paperwork for step two. 
And I'm literally saying in this letter, I don't understand what you want from me. The photos make it pretty clear. You know, I do more into that. I tell them, you know, I, I, I tell them why I'm right. But I'm just like, I mentioned to them though, so how did the last ticket with the same photos and, and the same argument be waived and this one isn't? And I was nice in the letter. I was professional and nice in the letter, but pretty much told them, like, you guys are fucking morons. <sighs> I mentioned this in another episode. I don't know when. But my vehicle registration renewal was in July. It's October right now. Nearing the end of October for July. I sent in the check. I sent in my insurance card because they couldn't get electronically or whatever. I had to do some shit. And anyway, they never cashed the check. And... uh, I didn't get my sticker, and then I got a ticket for having a um, out of or expired tags. Right, I got a ticket for having expired tags. At the same time, I get a letter in the mail saying, "Hey, you still owe your vehicle renewal. This time, you have to add a late payment." Like these motherfuckers. Now, the first time, I will say I will take the blame because I forgot to attach the bottom portion of it that they send in the mail. They're like detached, but I, I mean. It's my fucking name and my insurance that has my car make and model and my VIN number and my license plate. And I put that on a memo on the check. So whatever. I'll take the blame on that. But they write me a ticket. Ticket's like 25 bucks for late tags, right? And so I contest it and I say, oh no, I get that ticket. And then I get another ticket for, um, for, expired tags so i got the second ticket for the expired tags at the same I, actually the second ticket for the expired tags was written at the same time that i got the ticket for the bus zone so okay but i got a 25 dollar ticket no big deal 25 bucks and then like six or seven days later i got the other ticket for expired tags again so i contested that saying like listen motherfuckers i just paid this $25 ticket and uh, or I'm about to don't I get it says 21 days do I not have 21 days to get my affairs in order before you ticket me again or are you guys gonna give me a fucking ticket day after day after day right and so they uh, they ended up saying oh yeah don't worry about it it's been dismissed I'm like alright cool it's been dismissed. Um, but then I got, I don't know, dude. I can't remember. That's all I can remember right now. Or even That is so much about, work. It sounds like about, you were but... spending so much time, like, fighting these tickets. That's insane, dude. It's guilty until proven innocent <laughs> with tickets. Fucking L.A., man. That's, anyway, that's ridiculous. Wow, I can't believe I said all that. I hope I kept it exciting. That felt a lot longer than, like, 15 minutes. Of- <laughs> um, I, I have to say, I don't, I don't know if I've ever experienced something that kind of perpetual, where it's just the same thing over and over again, where it's like, someone is not doing something right, and unfortunately, you're the one who has to be the person who like fixes the issue as opposed to the people who actually enforce the laws following the laws properly. That's just nuts, man. Absolutely. It's one thing 
I get it if it's like speeding ticket or parked in a red zone. Yep, you got me. All right, well, okay. But it's it's one of those. I don't understand why I'm having to go through all these hoops and sing for my supper when the evidence is black and white. It is very clear what the sign says, and yet, like, did I just did what? Did I fucking include a run-on sentence in the in the statement? Like, what? Where yeah, am you, I getting you, docked? You, you, you missed. A, like, you where missed am a, I getting docked points? Yeah, yeah. Where am I getting docked points? But wow, whatever. That's crazy. <laughs> That's, that, yeah. Well, and considering, too, it's, like, kind of outside of your control, and you're at the mercy of bureaucrats who... Oh, oh, oh. And, get this, let me interrupt for a real good reason while we're on the subject. The corner the corner parking space on my street, right before the stop sign, because it's a T-intersection, there used to be three cars that could park there. There was a driveway in between the driveway and the corn and the stop sign. There were three parking spaces, and now there are only two. And the city didn't even some fucker painted red. My my property manager told me, but he wouldn't tell me who. But I found out who it was. They painted it red, so the third car can't park there. And someone, no. my property manager, my property manager was like, "Oh, somebody or whoever has already contacted the city," and the city was just like. No, you're correct. That is like there should be a parking space there. The red zone doesn't run that long. And they're like, well, can you send someone out to paint it? And they're like, oh, we'll get – I think the response is we'll get to it when we get to it or like no or something like that. But then I saw a truck out there that was a, a Department of Transportation truck. And I'm like, do these guys just repaint the red because it looks really bright? And I'm like, fuck, these guys don't know. I, to my understanding, it's – it's an extra space that's being taken up. The red zone shouldn't be that large. But um, I don't know. But it would be – it's weird. I wonder though if they just drive around like repainting stuff that looks old because I was told the city said that's not a red zone. It doesn't make any sense for it to be red zoned. But that I mean that that makes me think like well you could probably just walk around the city with a paint of yellow can uh, like a, a a paint bucket of yellow yeah there just, are I think people do that there's gray you can see on it's grayed out red some red zone spaces are grayed out but then I looked for I you can um, inquire for speed bumps to get them put on your road and there's like an application but of course it says something like not accepting applications or inquiries until 2022 because of covid or some shit i'm like fuck because that's one thing my street definitely needs some people are crazy it's uh, when it comes down to it though like it's all about who you know it's like if you know someone who can like get it done otherwise it just goes to the like the person who's paid like 12 dollars an hour to basically do nothing and it just sits there it's yeah i, oh, I didn't you say that's how it worked out for your parents or they were getting something done the driveway or the sidewalk or something and your mom called whoever she needed to call and got got it all fixed up the sidewalk right weren't they redoing the sidewalk and it was like oh we don't know when it's gonna get done we don't and then she called up like what is going on and they just took care of it right away it was yeah i I forget exactly what the situation was but i mean with my mom being a former trustee of the village like she knew precisely who to call when to call i think it did have something to do with the sidewalk as to like making sure that the like water retention or whatever wasn't gonna 
flood our entire yard or something to that extent. And so mm-hmm. she just called up the right person, they took care of it, and it was done and done. So it really is all about who you know. It, it, is, it is kind of crazy. Like, civilians, people who just, you know, file complaints and stuff like that, or, like, dispute certain things, like your fucking ticket situation, that, uh, yeah, un- unless unless you have the right connect, then... And it can it can even be somebody who's, like, on the base level, as long as they're efficient and know what they're doing, and how to... Like, that's part of the reason, probably, why one of your tickets ended up getting taken care of immediately, and the other one, even though you sent the exact same thing in, uh, was somebody who just didn't give a fuck, and it's like, nope, 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 going through the list. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, so speaking of who you know, uh, this was a little bit of a story that I had forgotten to talk about on the last podcast, where... I don't think that I mentioned to you that I went to this high-powered meeting with uh, Jersey officials. No. So, Joe, um, being the the politically connected person that he is, uh, ended up, Father Joe, ended up uh, reaching out to somebody, uh, I'm not, I can't say the name, um, otherwise I might get in trouble, but he is apparently the, like, fifth or sixth most most powerful person in all of New Jersey. And, uh, he basically, if stuff like, it's one of those things where I don't know if you remember back when Chris Christie was governor of New Jersey, the whole Bridgegate thing where they shut down a bridge to a town. I remember you telling me about this vaguely. I didn't know about it. I remember hearing about it, but you told me the details, like they intentionally caused traffic and something with ambulances and people ended up dying because they didn't get to the hospital fast enough, but it was for, and there's a, there's Whatever actually to get money in their pocket behind the, closed well doors it was type it, of thing or what it, was it it was because the uh, the mayor of this town wasn't going to support Chris Christie and so there's actually somebody on our white collar support group who was one of the architects of uh, what, what's called what's infamously known now as Bridgegate um, he he's on the call but basically it was like one of those things where. You piss off a person in power, and they can make your life miserable. You pe- you appease somebody in power, they can give you everything that you want. And so it, it's kind of that thing of, uh, it's crazy. I mean, it's like Chicago politics on steroids. It is absolutely insane. And so, you know, Joe, um, after having left public office 20 years ago, ended up reaching out to this guy who uh, was the one who actually ended up getting him elected sheriff in the first place and hasn't really asked for any favors or really been in communication. But, um, you know, the, our officer friend, um, who I don't think you've had a chance to meet yet, he, um, wants to make detective. And so Joe ended up going in to kind of try and grease the wheels a little bit, you know, and, uh, simultaneously as he was there also put in a plug for me to try and get a public, like a, a public housing administration job that pays pretty decent. Yeah. Okay. Pause because I've seen, I remember when I had looked at, uh, right, like city of LA or LA County jobs and it's like fucking front desk, master's degree, five to 10 years experience being at a front desk. Starting salary seventy thousand dollars. What the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, clerk, eighty-five yeah. grand. Judge, two hundred grand. Fucking water department chief, three hundred grand. Oh yeah. No. Fucking a. What are you talking about? It, it's yeah. It's it's insane. And so it was. Oh my god. It was interesting because. Um, I don't. I don't even know if I should be talking about this. Um, no one listens to the po- this podcast, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Um, that he both Joe ba- both made a donation of one point five grand to the reelection campaign for the person who this individual this power one point five grand or one point five million. No, one point five grand. One thousand five hundred dollars. Oh. So, yeah, no, 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 he's not giving millions or hundreds of thousands. Or I don't know. No. I know campaigning it's just, costs a ton it, of money. It's called it's called greasing the wheels. I mean, that's... I was that's, confused because you said 1.5. I was like, 1.5? $1,500? That 1.5? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Donation to a campaign, and then, uh, uh, what, what was it? $3,500 for a fundraising event. Uh, so he bought an entire table for a fundraising event. So, like, eight. Eight tickets or something like that cost $3,500. And was like, hey, you know, if there's uh, something you can do for um, this officer to, you know, kind of nudge him towards detective. And, uh, you know, Ricks is looking for a job, too. Uh, You know, here's – and here here was the weird part, too, is that – Oh, wait. Okay, so this guy – so Father Joe – so we're definitely not going to – publish this we'll figure out a different way to say it maybe so father joe because this is what i'm getting father this guy is asking father joe to help out that guy's friend to make detective and in exchange that guy he wants that guy to find you a job or find you something no no no. joe was asking this guy to help promote the police guy to detective and get me a job so he was asking two favors. Oh, Joe, Joe okay. was asking this guy two favors. And then um, what is it? What is it that the? Uh, what is it? Did Joe already do something for this guy, or he's going to do him a favor later for these two favors? Old old family friends. It it it's a relationship that goes back uh, probably okay. probably about thirty thirty five years. Got so it. it. So it's, it's just bounce. Things just bounce back and forth, and it, they just do it without question because it just bounces back and forth well and and here's the thing too is that like i mean i i don't know if that's going to happen this this happened a couple of weeks ago and so but the weird the weird part about this whole situation was we walk in and here i have no you know i i just assumed that i'm going in and just introducing myself to there was a there was a council per there were two like council people there and then this this power broker guy and so um, you know, introduce ourselves like, oh, hey, how's it going? And Joe says, hey, um, officer and Ricks, can you step out into the hallway for a little bit? Just want to have a conversation with them. Apparently, Joe brought my resume and explained my whole backstory of um, having my, you know, ministry thing and then, go, you know, the criminal, uh, you know, criminal situation of, of like the misdemeanor that I had. And saying, hey, he's been having a real tough time trying to get a job, but he's one of the smartest people that I know, et cetera, et cetera. He went through the whole thing. And then, um, as opposed to calling the officer in to be like, you know, boosting him up, he calls, Joe calls me in 
and I have a conversation with this power broker, the moment that I walk in, I like I know that I'm in one of those Chicago style politics meetings where it's like, oh shit. Like you feel when you walk into the room, you feel the power. Like this guy can make or break and like he can he can lift you up to astronomical heights or he can snap you in two, depending on what his his opinion of you is. And so literally my hand my palms just start sweating like just nonstop. I'm like oh my god, like, this is, like, I'm actually in one of those meetings, and so, I, I don't know, I mean, I tried to be as honest as I could, but I, I just couldn't get out of my head that I'm, I'm having a conversation with somebody who literally could give me a job with a salary, a starting salary of, like, 75k, you know, without having experience working in whatever department it is, all he has to do is snap his fingers and suddenly I get the job. And so, yeah, it was it, like, it was super, I don't know, jarring for me to just be in that moment and not expected to Joe didn't give me any heads up that this was going to be happening. And then you walk into the room and you're there and you're just thinking, Oh fuck, this is like, this is the initial test. This is the, this is the first hurdle that you have to get over on. And yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I tried to be as genuine and honest as I as I could, and basically I ended up like, if there's anything that I can do to to help other people, you know, I I, and and here's, <laughs> all right, I, I'm not gonna say exactly what I said, but it was something to the extent of I believe in loyalty. I believe in, you know, treating treating those uh, as you would like to be treated yourself, and I I believe in sticking by you. And Joe said, oh, that's the best thing that you could have possibly said afterwards. Uh, it, it was just like, oh my god, this is. This is literally something out of a fucking like um, NYPD drama or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It was the it was the craziest thing because it was. I mean, yeah, it was. It was wild. It was wild. I've never experienced something like that. Where and he like a like a legit power broker, somebody who, if he wanted, could snap his fingers and shut down a bridge, like that sort of power. And to me, it was uh, it was just. The adrenaline coursing through my body, my my hand was literally like shaking afterwards. I was like, just uh, I don't know or whatever. So yeah, that'd be so that'd be so cool to have all that power. <laughs> I always think that if uh, if technology wasn't the way that it is, I would definitely do some gangster ass shit, some mob shit. If this was two hundred years ago. Right, I would be, I would be, uh, a bandit, robbing trains, robbing stagecoaches. <laughs> I would be doing that. It Do runs favors. It runs in the family, though. I mean, it's a like when it comes down to it, Shut it's all about it's all about. Do you come? Do you come from a legacy and a history of people who are power brokers? Like that's gonna determine whether or not you actually have the ability to. I would love to do some gangster ass shit too. I don't come from a family that has that ability, though. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's so cool, though. I was going to ask you when you were telling the story. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to ask him. When you walked in the room, did it feel different? And you, you, I didn't have to ask that. You, right away, you answered it. And I was like, oh, man, gosh. You felt, you felt like it was more than energy. It was like this person controls this room. Their gaze determines. Aura. 
It's it's an aura. Yes, that is that is precisely it. Thank you. That is that that is the best way to describe it. It was an aura. This is the person in charge of the room. <laughs> it was like it felt it felt like it was it was heavier to walk towards him, getting trying to get close to his aura, and just even sitting down in the chair. It's like oh my god, this this aura is intense and insane and i felt it and i've never felt something like that before that is so cool absolutely wild so cool so you know however that turns out i I just thought that 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 was just a wild experience because he's yeah yeah i mean and yeah i don't i don't even say that lightly either power broker i mean that's something legit somebody who really has influence and can make things happen the phone with the, with, yeah, with a single Speaks phone for call. for 10 seconds, 5 to 10 seconds, and just get shit done. Hey, I want you to hire Rick's Thorcell to do this. Okay, it's done. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's... It's, le- it's on. It's on, yeah. that That's Click. legit what it is. I wonder if he and his friends speak in code over the phone sometimes. Here's the thing. So, um, and I, yeah... I'm, you know, I, I don't know if it's the case with this individual, but Joe says with a lot of the, the power brokers in New Jersey anyway, uh, what they will do is they will require those intense and power broker type meetings to take place in a sauna where everyone is naked. You want to know why? Because I'd fuck up anything that uh, is getting recorded. I mean, you can't really record. You can't bring in a device to record. Exactly. And it's all, it's like 100% humidity. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can't have a recording device and stuff like that. And so that that's a pretty typical thing. I'm sure I'm sure that he has some sort of, like, sensor in his room or whatever to make sure that people aren't recording him or stuff like that. But they take super precautions, especially if they're doing stuff kind of not exactly Shady. legal. Yeah, I mean... Dude, I love doing that stuff. Stuff that's not legal but not illegal. It's like well the, the gray the gray area exactly right and well and that's part of the reason why Joe got into trouble is because he was doing stuff in the gray area but he wasn't taking those precautions and so people who were meeting with him to do it was basically he got in trouble for doing fundraising like fundraising while he was sheriff and so that like violated some sort of campaign finance law and so uh he got in trouble because people wore a wire when they went into his office and he was like oh just do this this fundraising thing and that's kind of how it went and so a lot of these people who have managed to stand power this guy's been in power like a power player for probably the past 40 50 years like he's He's a life. I mean, let's let's shrink let's shrink it down. Let's because you already know what I'm going to do. But I I I'll ask you, and then I want you I want to get your uh, fatherly, um, I guess you can say perspective on it. Okay. Because with stuff like this, favors scratch my back, I scratch yours. Where is the fine line? At what point are the taxpayers' resources being "quote unquote" stolen? You can say the second that something like that takes place because uh, they aren't seeing any benefit of it, right? Or are those resources obsolete in the current uh, in the current time frame, or like are they not really taken advantage of? And let me turn this over and. 
turn things into an analogy, right? Let's let's say you're working at an office, and your office just has like ridiculous amounts of reamed paper. Just like we do not need this much paper at all. And so every week, you take a couple of reams and you sell them to your friends. And you make a profit because it doesn't cost you anything and you get it to them for wholesale. So they get a better price than doing retail. Now, is the company going to hurt from that? No. Is anyone going to notice? No. Are any individuals getting hurt? No. But the principle is still the same. Right? Or like at Sprouts during when uh, when uh, the pandemic happened, this dude, this dude who was always uh, he's he's very talkative, he was very nice, but he would always tip the people that were at the deli because they would make a sandwich for him. And I fucking hated making sandwiches. Wanted to go up back there and like cover someone's break or some bullshit. And he would like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? And when I'm at, when I'm back there, I don't give a fuck right you want me to you want some extra cheese i got you extra meat i got you you want me to make a special way i got you because i don't give a fuck none of that shit is mine and i'm not going to be picky about charging you extra or this or that or whatever so i gave this guy a fat ass sandwich one time and he wanted to try like he didn't want like um we didn't have vegetarian meat in the deli so we had to get some i had to get some from like the cooler so i just like Ripped it out of the thing. I'm going, fuck, dude, here you go. And he tipped me, right? He gave me like 10 bucks. And he gives he tips other people. Anyway, he's asking one time for like gloves, vinyl gloves. I'm like, yeah, dude, I got a couple. So I go to the back room and I give him two boxes. I only did it because I thought he would pay me for them like under the table. But he never gave me a fucking dollar for it. And they're like $40 box of gloves. On <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they're expensive. 30 or 20. I don't know. I can't remember how much exactly. I definitely know there were more than 20 or 30 bucks. They were probably like 40 or 50 bucks. But anyway, what are your thoughts on that? It de- Well, so it depends. Um, the th- I, I feel like that's actually a pretty good analogy because when somebody does you a favor, like giving you a tip or something like that, then there's the expectation that it's going to continue or – one day, they're going to call in a favor, like, asking for a box of gloves. And if you give it to them, they may not give you anything back because they believe that they have earned up the credit, the social credit, to be able to request yes. something like that. I've and tipped you six times. The seventh is free. Exactly. No, totally. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, call, I'm calling in this favor, man. Get, give me a box Buy of gloves. Buy nine sandwiches, get the tenth one. <laughs> Buy nine sandwiches, get two black boxes of gloves free. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's, that's something that... Uh, well, and and that's the thing, too, where it's like, if, if I were to get this job, you know, by some miraculous opportunity, then I owe him. You know, it, it's one of those things, it's like... I don't have anything to offer him in the moment. I'm, you know, lowest rung on the totem pole, but if I end up working my way up and getting some sort of influence, there may be a favor that's called in some time and it will be expected to be reciprocated because he's the one who got me to where I was. And uh, sometimes in Jersey and like Chicago, it may not, it may be in that gray area where it's like, you're going to have to put your neck on the line. And yeah, it's, it's one of those interesting things. It's like where, like how, how far does your moral compass swing 
and versus how much do you acknowledge what they've given you. It's it's this weird tension. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's a messy situation and something that it's like I I hate being beholden to other people, um especially if that's just the the way that they operate, but you know, if it if it gets me if it gets me a 70k salary a year for a couple of years, and you know, I can just quit and move back to Chicago after I pay off my student debt, so I want to be a criminal so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I have Leather to ask. Jackets. <laughs> with a, yeah, get get a crew meeting. Get a, get a crew going. Meeting at midnight or three a.m. in some warehouse. Oh my god! Everyone's got nicknames. <laughs> what would what would your nickname be? Ooh, that's a good question. That um, is. I'm like, the first thing that comes to my mind is laser. I want to be laser. <laughs> laser. <laughs> Just off the top of my head, that's literally, as I asked that question, I'm like, I've never actually thought Wait, about you, that before. You, you say I would be a laser or you would be laser? I want my nickname to be laser. Oh, you want your nickname to be laser. Laser. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what mine would be. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Don't even think about it. Raccoon? No. There's already there's already got a, a got to be a guy in the squad in the squad named Johnny. Johnny? Oh god. Johnny, Johnny That's a, you ever see uh, what, uh, there was a Johnny two What's the character's name? Uh, Johnny two times. Cuz he says everything <laughs> twice, twice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cute. <laughs> Johnny two times. I don't know what I, mine would be. Fez, I'm liking Fez. No. Yeah. No, it's got to be like a like a mob name. It can't be. Well, mine's not going to be Laser. You can be Laser. I'll be <laughs> all right. Fine. I'll be I'll be Cyborg. Hey, Cyborg. Dude, I love that. That's laser a, and Cyborg. And we can have glasses. We can have we can have uh, these things covering our eyes like in X Men. Right? It's just like the fucking. It just goes to your temple and it covers your eyes and it wraps around. Laser and cyborg, bro. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Laser and yeah. cyborg. No one would ever know it was us either. I mean, really. I think that's awesome. Man, freaking love talking about crime, <laughs> gangster ass shit. <laughs> oh my god, you are you are the least like the most the most provocative thing that you. But do. it finds me. But but I find it so fascinating. Just like that, the underworld of. The just organized crime, not petty shit. I'm not talking about robbing a Seven Eleven bullshit. Organized crime, like where real, you can just make, yeah, where you can, like where you're just making tens of thousands of dollars, and you're just, you're just the, new, you're the new guy, <laughs> bro. Twenty grand sign. I don't know how they do that. I don't know how it works. The money go, the the money flows up. I know that. Here's but the thing, can though. You imagine. Just having oh. all that cash, cars, shit that's stolen. You're a bad boy. You don't go, fuck. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing, is that if you're, it, you got to make sure that you're not on the bottom of the totem pole. Because if you are, you're going to be the first one who goes down. No, no, no. You work through, no, this is how I would want, this is how I, I would want my life to be if I was growing up in, you know, let's say the 20s or something like that, right? 
because now law enforcement has the upper hand. Technology. Oh, totally. It's just it's you can't be a regular person. You are right. But I would uh, I would start off small, deliver packages as a boy. You know, five, six, seven years old. Just get you know get paid a bunch of money for delivering packages. Start doing some small small time stuff in middle school. Prove your loyalty. Get, get a get a name out there. Get into high school. Join the big boys. The same the same the same boys who uh, paid me to deliver packages. You know, here we are, ten plus years later, and skipping school, right? Getting paid even more, and then you know you just keep going up and up and up. But Please. I'd also want to be a. Uh, I'd also want to be a bandit out west and ride a horse and have a couple six shooters and have a, have my own gang. Oh my god! You yeah, would, that's you, what I'd, that um, would be cool. I'm like Robbed I'm thinking Banks. about you Robbed as like Banks. a wild west bandit. I'm 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 struggling to see the image here with you uh, with I a mean, cow, imagine cow if and you're spurs. imagine you're in a jail right you're in jail and the sheriff is sitting there and then your boys roll up. And then they break down the door. They take the keys that are always hanging on a giant ass circle. Open that door. And your horse is out there. Freedom. And then, because there's like no technology, I mean, I don't want to say no technology, but because they don't have phones or pagers or anything, information is so slow. You could be in... Uh, America's Most Wanted and you escape and no one fucking knows in the outside world for like six days because it's a three day journey just to the next town (laughs) and I think that wraps things up on this episode of Stream of Thought until next time until next time